So this entire episode was recorded on Monday, right after the initial Adam Levine cheating allegations had come out. And this morning when he released his statement, we knew we were going to kind of have to do an insert to talk about that. But it's not mentioned in the initial breakdown because it hadn't happened when we recorded. So about 15 or so minutes in, right after the first ad break, that's when there's that segment where we talk about his story from this morning and anything else that kind of came out. So just wanted to give you that roadmap going in. People have so many different reasons for wanting to learn a new language. Maybe you have an upcoming trip or just want to pick up a new hobby or a skill or just connect with a new culture. I know for me, when I was abroad in Barcelona in college, I'm not going to say that I was fluent in Spanish, but I definitely got to the point where I felt really confident conversing. And when I got home, my dad said to me, Emmy, if you don't use it, you're going to lose it. And he was so right. Like I entirely lost it. So Rosetta Stone has been really helpful for me. So if you are in that same boat or you want to learn a new language completely, want to brush up your skills, whatever it is, I want to tell you about Rosetta Stone because they're the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it really kind of immerses you in the language that you want to learn. So first of all, they're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's fast language acquisition. So they immerse you in many ways. First of all, there's no English translation. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language, which in my experience, I know I'm getting it when I start to think in the language. It's an intuitive process. So you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences, and it's designed for long-term retention. Also, in terms of speech recognition, they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation and it's convenient. So desktop and app options with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. And it's an amazing value. You're getting lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off, which is a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Comments by Celebs listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash comments. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash comments today. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode. Hey, Jewel. Hi, Em. This Adam Levine stuff is wild. I can't say that I'm necessarily shocked by cheating rumors. I am surprised by the way that this went down. Like to me, this was very out of left field. Yeah. I mean, first of all, this just broke a few hours ago. I know by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll be the next morning, but it's very fresh. I kind of want to get into a full breakdown. And I agree with you. It's not the core of it that's so surprising. It's more so the way it unfolded and the circumstances that I find to be rather unusual. No? Yeah, definitely. Let's just get right into it. So Three key players that you need to know. First, Adam Levine of Maroon 5. Second, his wife, Beati Prince Lou. And third, Instagram model, Sumner Stroh. Also, just because I feel like people will Google this, Adam is 43 years old. Beati, his wife, is 34 years old. And this Instagram model, Sumner Stroh, is 23 years old. Also, just another piece of information to kind of paint you a clearer picture of Sumner. Between Instagram and TikTok, she has about 700,000 followers. So kind of just to give you an idea of where she's at in the publicity realm. So this all starts by a TikTok video that Sumner posted on Monday. I actually saw it by her Instagram story that said, aware people are going to try to fill in the gaps with many false assumptions. I don't feel like I'm doing any favors considering the matter this had to go about. And she posted the link to her TikTok and said, it's a lot to digest, but hopefully at the very least, the truth being out can do some good. So in this TikTok, she basically describes how she was having an affair with Adam Levine for about a year. The affair ends and a few months later, he reaches out to her and he says, and I quote, I'm having another baby. And if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Dead serious. Again, her name is Sumner. This was a DM that he sent her on June 1st, right? So we're now in September. 
Very important context is that his wife, Beati Prinsloo, just announced her pregnancy quite literally four days ago. So this is Adam in June reaching out to Sumner saying, my wife is pregnant and if it's a boy, I want to name him after you, aka my mistress. So Sumner was never, according to her, planning on sharing any of this, but she had sent a screenshot of that DM to a few of her friends, all that she thought were trustworthy. And one of them ended up going to the tabloids to sell it. So she felt like she kind of was at a race against the clock and this was going to come out anyway. So she wanted to get in front of the story. And this is one of those things where, you know, I think sometimes you have the speculation of, is this true? Is this just for clout? This is one where I think that there's nothing about these screenshots that were doctored. Like to me, this is 100% accurate. 100% accurate. And even if there was like a slight chance where people thought that, coming up with naming your baby after your mistress is like a very specific rumor to start. Like that has to 100% be rooted in truth. I mean, it is absurd. Like, do you know the nerve you have to have, not only to have this year-long affair, but after the fact? Keep in mind, at this point, they hadn't announced the pregnancy to anyone. I'm sure a lot of their family, a lot of Beati's family didn't even know. And you're reaching out to your former mistress to get her permission about naming your child with your wife after her? Like, how do you even think of that? Yeah, like there's something weird going on there. And honestly, thank God this video came out because even if Adam Levine and Biotti are able to work this out somehow and they're able to get over this cheating scandal, at the very least, at least they didn't have a kid named after his mistress. I mean, what? that's really looking at the bright side of things. I guess that is true. I mean, there's a scenario in which this never comes out or this doesn't come out for a while. They have their child. Adam Levine decides to name it that. And then once they already have this baby that's named after his mistress, then Biotti finds out the truth about it. Like uh, to me, I mean, if it has to come out, best case scenario, is it coming out this early on? If it has to. Well, just to go down that line of thinking for a second, let's say it never came out and Adam has proposed the name of Sumner, Biotti likes it, the baby's born, they name him Sumner. Even if it really did never come out, do you know the level of self-indulgence you have to have to live with that and just assume that it will never, ever get out, that you are so above it that not only can you not have the moral compass to know that you are keeping this massive secret from your wife that involves literally her child and the name of her child, but also to just be cool as a cucumber and think that you are above this ever seeing the light of day. That to me is what I think is so wild. Do you think that he thought Sumner was going to be honored by this request? Like, yes, that to me is what I think is so sick about this. I feel, let's just read the DM verbatim. I know I already did, but Okay, serious question. I'm having another baby. By the way, no, your wife's having another baby. And if it's a boy, I really want to name it Sumner. You okay with that? Question mark. Dead serious. All capital dead. <laughs> yeah. To answer your question, absolutely. I think that he thought she's going to read that to him and be like, wow, what an honor. Like he got ahead of what he assumed her reaction was going to be by saying dead serious. Like had he left the dead serious out of the DM, he thought that her reaction was going to be, oh my God, are you serious? And he was going to be like, yes, dead serious. Also, I mean, I don't know if this is bold to say, but it's giving Tristan, no? It's giving Tristan. Yeah. 
And I feel like that's not really something that we say freely, you know, like that's a term that is reserved for a certain level of betrayal that feels Tristan-esque. And this to me feels Tristan-esque. Well, it's the betrayal combined with the boldness of it. Yes, that is true. Betrayal x boldness equals Tristan. Equals big Tristan energy. Here is something that I, for the life of me, cannot understand. If you are famous and you're having an affair, why in God's name do you allow this to take place on Instagram DM? Because the amount of times that celebrities get caught just simply because their name is attached to the DM they're sending. I mean, if you get a text from a number and you have it saved in your phone as Adam Levine and you're trying to post and exploit this person or expose this person, if there's no Instagram handle attached, like anybody can say that that's fake. Like, how do you have any proof that that's him? And then you get away with it. Why? Why do you want to get caught? It's no, it's the combination of getting off on the thrill of it. And then also this heightened level of self-importance and ego to think that you're above it. You're, you're untouchable. You know, I think the thing that happens a lot of the time with people in general, but specifically when you are someone like Adam Levine, you are regarded by, I would say a lot of people as very, very handsome. He personally doesn't do it for me, but I know a lot of people find him to be a heartthrob. You're a very successful artist. You have tons of money. You are married to a beautiful woman. On paper, he lives the life and he's been treated for however many years like he does live the life and like he is that guy. So you feel above it. I think when you get to a certain point, you lose touch with reality. And so to him, I would argue if I was really guessing, this all kind of felt fake. You know, it's kind of like this woman Sumner is almost like a pawn in his game is the way that I would view it. And it's really unfortunate because it's not fake. It's very real. You know who it's really real for? His pregnant wife. Yeah. And his kids. I mean, it's... It's really awful. Listen, cheating is awful. And unfortunately, I think in Hollywood, we see it far, far too often, almost to the point where it, it can almost like mess with your sense of relationships. And I think that if you're not somebody that can say like, you know what, this is really a Hollywood specific issue, it can start to give you trust issues in general. Because if your view of men is these famous men that are continually being caught in these cheating scandals, like that's going to shape the way that you view certain situations. Well, yeah, I mean, this is very personal to me. Like I very much understand that everyone's view is probably going to be shaped by their own experiences. But personally for me, I reject the belief system that like, you know what? everyone cheats. I don't think that's true. I genuinely don't. But I do think there's a very legitimate desensitization that comes from constantly seeing these Hollywood-esque stories because you're getting both sides of the spectrum a lot of times in Hollywood. It's like you are seeing the most fairy tale relationships that have all these elements of things that you would want and you would desire and these trips that they can go on. And you're just seeing them in these magical settings. And then the flip side of that is this really dark reality of cheating and a lot of infidelity and, and a lot of kind of secrets. And so I do think that it messes with your head because it shows you something that you, in theory, think that you want. And then also the flip side that you don't want. However, I think it can make people start to think, well, I guess that's just what comes with it. And I really firmly believe that it doesn't just come with it. I, I think that every single person is entitled to, to a relationship with a person that is entirely faithful. Not to say, this is also what I think is a really important clarification. I don't think there's anything wrong if you say, you know what? Cheating's not a deal breaker for me. 
I think there are other things my partner can do that would be a deal breaker, but I think that I could work through cheating. I don't think that you need to be vilified for saying that. Everyone's relationship to how they feel about that is is fine. Or even if you want to say, you know what, I'm actually kind of okay with an open relationship or maybe polyamory, you know, that works for me. The, the issue only arises when there's a gray area and the two people aren't coming at it from the same way, which I can't say for sure, but I don't think Beati was in on this. I mean, at the very least, she was definitely not in on their child being named after her. So listen, this is the discussion you and I were having today about this, though, where we were asking the question of like, if you were to take all of the men in Hollywood, do you think that it is fair to say that the vast majority not have cheated, are currently cheating on the person that they're with? And I don't know what we said when we were in the Uber, but I'm going to give it a, a 50%. I know most people would say higher. I am naively going to say 50%. So my addendum to the question is then celebrities whose partner actively cheats on them combined with celebrities where them and their partner have an agreement that one is allowed to step outside the marriage. Do you think that number is higher than the couples in Hollywood that have neither of those things? Yeah, it's combined, absolutely. I mean, think about it. We know for a fact, numerous that have NDAs, and that's just kind of the way that it works. So, yeah, I like, I really have to tell you that maybe up until two years ago, if you would have asked me that question, I would have said to you, no, I think that you're basing this off of things that you've heard, like things that you've read in magazines. Because up until we really made this our career seriously, my view on relationships was from people that I know, like my parents, my grandparents. I was really lucky. I genuinely feel very fortunate to have been surrounded by a lot of loving, trusting relationships. And then once we started like doing this full time and we kind of learned shit, my mind was blown. So yeah, I think that's a very high number. Well, I same with me as well. But I also have to say that it is kind of a part of growing up is finding out these things. And again, that doesn't mean that the norm in relationships is cheating. Like I really, 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 really reject the logic that it just happens. Like, I, like you said, I've also been lucky enough that I grew up in a household where that just simply was not the case and would never have been the case. But I think that it's also a part of growing up where you get to learn the gossip of the neighborhood, of your parents' friends, of your friends' parents, like different people like that. And you find out a lot of shit that kind of distorts your view of reality. So Mother's Day is coming up. And I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because Realistically, no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen. And every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. 
Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Doing your hair has the potential to be such a time-consuming process if you're not using products that really work for you and honestly really work with you. And for me, I'd say generally speaking, my hair is pretty easy to manage, but it does get frizzy. I have a lot of split ends, so... I'm always looking for things to manage the frizz. And recently I've been into a new product from Way. It's their anti-frizz cream. So it's a really lightweight cream. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours and also heat protection up to 450 degrees. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. And the thing I really like about it is that it helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. So you can feel like it just feels good on your hair. For me, I get out of the shower. I always spray in the leave-in conditioner. I've told you guys about that before, but I love it. A little anti-frizz cream and you're good to go. I also, I mean, I love a lot of things from Way, but I like their detox shampoo. I don't use that every week, maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, but I feel like it gives my hair a really, really good clean. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code CELEBS for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code CELEBS. Okay, so we recorded this entire episode on Monday, but this one segment we're recording on Tuesday morning because we purposely wanted to wait to release the episode a little bit because we thought something else would come out. And it did. Adam Levine released a statement on Instagram, which I'm going to read and then we can discuss. And kind of some other things have come out. So he says on his Instagram story, let's say around 11 Tuesday Eastern time, A lot is being said about me right now, and I want to clear the air. I use poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. I did not have an affair. Nevertheless, I crossed the line during a regrettable period in my life. In certain instances, it became inappropriate. I've addressed that and taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. My wife and my family is all I care about in this world. To be this naive and stupid enough to risk the only thing that truly matters to me was the greatest mistake I could ever make. I will never make it again. I take full responsibility. We will get through it and we will get through it together. Let me just ask you one question before we dive into it, okay? Yeah. Because this whole thing is kind of bullshit. But when he says, I did not have an affair, nevertheless, I crossed the line during a regrettable period in my life. Is he saying, what she's saying is BS, we never actually had an affair. We just did engage in a flirtatious manner. Or is he saying, yeah, we did hook up, but technically it wasn't an affair because me and Beati had an agreement at the time when we were going through this rough patch. From that, I took that they never actually were physical. That's that's how I think he's making it out to be. That is such bullshit. I mean, and also with this entire thing is he doesn't even address the naming thing, which I can't be shocked by the fact that he didn't address it. But that really, to me, was like the big kicker here, too. Well, he also didn't deny it. Well, how could he? No, I know. And I guess... Like, just for a second, let's say he were to address it. What would he even say? Like, what message could you possibly capture in the format of an Instagram story or even in a verbal interview that could ever explain that? If you think it's hard explaining it to the public, try attempting to explain it to your pregnant wife. Also, since we recorded yesterday, Sumner has released a follow-up video on TikTok where she kind of just clarifies the situation. She reiterates that the only reason she's releasing the information now is because her friend was going to sell it to the tabloids and she wanted to get ahead of it. And she also kind of explains that she was under the impression that their marriage was over. And one of the reasons that she feels so exploited is because she was new to LA. She didn't really know how these things worked. She thought they were dealing with their divorce kind of under wraps. And she feels that he knew that she was going to believe anything 
thing that he had sent her. So, I mean, listen, I am not at all in the business of vilifying the person that the person in the marriage cheated with. I don't think that that typically does any good. I just think it's worth noting that her tone in these videos is really someone that kind of separates herself from this as if, you know, this happened 10 years ago and this was another person when realistically, you know, this DM was from June and she said that the affair had only ended, let's say a few months before that. So this is all within the last year. So I definitely just think it's worth kind of mentioning that, but this is all very recent and you may not get that impression if you were just only listening to the way she's speaking about it. Right. And also I can't speak to the accuracy of this because I haven't really done the research myself and gone back on her old TikToks and Instagrams. But I have seen a lot of people on TikTok saying that in a lot of Sumner's older videos, like from the past couple of months, she definitely alludes to a lot of Maroon 5 related things or affair related things. And I think that the impression that she gave off was that there wasn't as much regret behind her actions as people would have liked to see. Again, I haven't seen them for myself, so I don't know what the little Easter eggs are that people are referring to. I've seen some people say, you know, she recorded one using a Maroon 5 song, one where she, you know, responded to a comment about being a Victoria's Secret model, like all things that could be interpreted one way, but aren't necessarily a smoking gun. Yeah. I, I mean, listen, the, the last thing I want to do is is like sit here and invalidate her feelings on why she feels exploited and, and manipulated. I wasn't in the situation. I will just say it's not as if this was a completely unassuming party that had no knowledge of the situation. I think that that's a stretch. You know, there has to be a little bit of acknowledgement as to what's going on here, even though, of course, yeah, Adam Levine DMs you. He's doing it from his verified account you're probably going to believe what he says. I think it's easy to fall into that trap, but it's not like this is, you know, the, the picture that she was painting, I think is has to be a little far from the truth. You didn't know nothing. Yeah, I think so too. You know, what's funny is that when I saw this video, I didn't know that it was about Adam Levine. Like I didn't click on the link with the knowledge of like, look at this Adam Levine cheating scandal. And I've seen on TikTok a lot of other people saying that when she first started the video saying this famous person who's married to a Victoria's Secret model, that they thought it was going to be about Tom Brady. And that was my first thought, too. Well, yeah, the way she introduced the whole thing was kind of bizarre. And again, she clarified in this follow-up video that she was doing it in a rush because she didn't want her friend to sell this to a tabloid. They had just reached out to her for comment. She was racing against the clock. I get it. I'm sure that's very chaotic. But it, the, the presentation of information... It was interesting, I guess. Interesting is the perfect way to put that. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure more things will continue to unfold and we will see what else happens. Are you prepared now to jump back to the rest of the episode? I am. Yes. So everything you're going to hear from this point on was recorded yesterday. I feel like every week we've been doing a kind of subtle Gigi and Leo update, but this is more confirmation, which as we were saying last week, we fully believe that this is happening. So they were seen together for the first time since the news of the alleged relationship broke. And they were seen at a party hosted by a friend of his at Casa Cipriani in the city. And after these photos leaked, a source close to the couple apparently said that they are, quote, taking it slow, according to page six. This is a quote. An insider tells us they've mostly been hanging out with groups and solo a handful of times. DiCaprio is not someone who's in and out of relationships. He doesn't jump around hooking up. They're taking it slow. 
I think that it is worth noting how that was entirely framed based on how he defines relationships, you know, and, and what he's down for. Yeah, it was like a very odd quote. I like watching this relationship unfold, though, because it's it is coming out so slowly, but we are getting just enough to keep us sustained. I was sustained from the very first rumor. This makes a lot of sense. Oh, me too. And you know what the best part about it is, Em? Mm. I love when a celebrity relationship, story, scandal, any of the above unfolds in New York and it feels like it's happening in our backyard. It's the best. Oh, why don't you why don't you uh, quickly mention Julie had a very sight filled day yesterday. I saw Tom Holland at Maman in Tribeca and then I'm walking up Addison Ray and her boyfriend. And who was it? Luke from Summerhouse? Luke from Summerhouse. And I know this technically wasn't yours, but it basically counts Jared Leto. Oh, Jared Leto at St. Ambrose. New yeah. York is crawling right now. It's crazy. It's so funny because like you see all these TikToks about fashion week and what the city's like. And personally, we took zero parts. Like I had no idea. To me, New York was just as it always is. Cause I guess I just kind of like avoided downtown. But then when we actually were walking it and you look around, you're like, oh shit, this is what everybody's talking about. I guess it really is popping. One of the best hacks in terms of celeb spottings is outdoor seating. If you have a gorgeous Saturday night, let's say, walk past your favorite celeb hotspot in terms of restaurants you know people could be at because there's a good chance that you're going to see somebody sitting outside. I'm not saying it's guaranteed, but on a really nice night, I know the assumption is that you know if it's a celebrity, they're going to be sitting inside in a corner table all the way in the back. There are some celebrities that are just famous enough that you will be excited by a spotting, but not too famous that they couldn't sit outside and enjoy their meals. And those are the best ones to get. Wait, I'm going to go as far as to say there's many that are very, very famous yet still choose the outside because a lot of people just won't come up to them. Case in point, I don't know if we already said this on the podcast, a few weeks ago, we're sitting inside and we look to our right, right outside is Queen Latifah. I mean, she's really, really famous. And she was sitting right on that corner like it was nothing. And not one person came up to her because I think there's kind of just this unspoken respect. That was also a situation where we were at a restaurant where you would have never expected to see a celebrity at. And so I think a lot of people were just like, wow, that looks a lot like Queen Latifah, but no way she's here. Yeah, it's true. I mean, just generally speaking, I would say that New York post-COVID has really changed the entire structure of outdoor eating. Like we were just talking about this. You would never in a pre-COVID world, think that on a chillier night in the fall to ever sit outside. It wouldn't even be given as an option. First of all, there was so much that had to be redone in terms of the street space and what was allowed. But we wouldn't have even previously thought that like eating dinner with your coat on was a foreign thought, I I feel, in the city for most restaurants. And now, not only is it the norm, I think in a lot of ways, it's actually the preferred choice because you realize that you you get to experience the city in, in such a more intimate way. I am absolutely obsessed with eating outside. I know that people have mixed opinions on the outdoor dining, particularly if you park on the street. If you are a car driver in the city, you probably hate it. For me, that option of being able to eat outside when it's a gorgeous night, you want to sit outside and take in the street and see people. And even if you're not celebrity watching, to just people watching the city in general is probably one of the greatest activities you could ever have in your life. 
you know, we always talk about the question like, so what are your hobbies? Feels like a pretty simple one, but then when you actually have to answer it, it like takes a minute. I would legitimately consider people watching as one of my hobbies. And I would say that I engage in it on a daily basis very intensely. Absolutely. Me too. You want to talk about Kanye and Candace Swainpool? Yes, I would love to. So Kanye West and what a weird thing that I just did, huh? <laughs> you said Kanye West? Yeah, like he doesn't need a last name. It's like when I call you Emma. Yeah, that was so weird. Please don't do that again. You know when your body rejects a word coming out of your mouth? That's how I felt when I refer to you as Emma. You're just Em. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Em. Okay, so Kanye and former Victoria's Secret angel and model Candace Swainpole are reportedly dating. So she is the face of the Yeezy Gap sunglasses, and they were partying together at New York Fashion Week. And then after the party, this is according to TMZ, they both left in his SUV and went to the same hotel. This is what a source told Entertainment Tonight, quote, Kanye and Candace are dating and their relationship is new. They've connected over fashion and creativity. Then a source told Page Six that they're not dating and it's just a PR stunt. I know some of you may be thinking about the Kim connection, which is that Candace was in a Skims icon campaign with Tyra Banks, Heidi Klum, and Alessandra Ambrosio. To me, that matters 0%. Like, I don't think there's any affiliation there. And I also don't think that Kim would mind. But I actually could very much see it. I'm not saying it's happening, but I'm not saying it's not. I do think it's really interesting to have a source come out and say this is just a PR move. Like, I feel like we never see that. We have all of these relationships where we're like, oh, this is just PR. But very rarely do we see a quote like, no, I'm in her camp and this is a PR move. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would have thought that if anyone was going to say that, I was going to be Julia Fox's team. You know what? I know. I've grown a lot of respect for Julia Fox. Yep. No, I just knew you were going to say that. Like, yeah. You know what? I think that in the beginning, we were so not down for it. Not in a way where we were talking about it in like a, a hateful way, obviously. I think we said at the time, like, listen, clearly it's working for her. We think it's absolutely bizarre. But to me, the Kanye stuff was one thing. The way that she has been able to maintain that, I have to say, honestly, it's admirable. And I think she spoke recently in an interview or maybe in a TikTok, I forget what it was that I saw where she was like, it's not that I want fame. It's that I want financial security. And unfortunately, fame is the vehicle to get me that. And she's a single mom. She has a child. And you know what? It's really not the Kanye thing. Yeah, they dated. She engaged in that whole kind of saga. But it's really Julia Fox and her post-Kanye era that I find to be impressive because whether or not you like her, you kind of know her at this point. And I think that that's a feat. I will say that the Kanye stuff in conjunction with, I think it was the Caller Daddy interview she gave, I didn't leave feeling like I like this person. And I still don't feel that way if I'm being completely honest. But I have watched her over the past couple of months, and I think that she is our most honest celebrity. I say what you want about her, feel how you feel about her, I certainly do. But I will give her the utmost respect for being as honest and as open about her intentions, what she wants to do, her goals, her the way she goes about doing things. It's honest. It is honest. And also the other thing that I'll respect is that 
I think she's actually this kind of bizarre of a person. I don't feel as though she's putting on an act to appear weirder or kind of quirkier than she is. I genuinely think this is how she is. And she was able to kind of manifest that into something that people find to be really enticing or really interesting, or at the very least, something that they are curious about. So I can also respect that. Yeah. It's really interesting watching the progression of kind of her career. The fact that she is still consistently in the news, not every day, but I would say every single week, and not necessarily for anything major. Sometimes it's a quote she said. Sometimes it's just an outfit she wore. But I am beyond impressed by that because that is a situation that I think typically would have been a, a real 15 minutes of fame. And she has elongated that. And that is to her credit entirely. Oh, absolutely. That's not that's not Kanye. That's entirely to her. That's what I'm saying. The initial thing, okay, fine. Yes, if we're going to keep ourselves honest, it was the Kanye Association. But it's what she's done after the fact that is the reason we're still talking about her. She plays the game, but she also acknowledges that it is a game. Mm-hmm. And nobody else does that. Yeah, and that I can really get behind. Yeah. Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company. For every product purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. 
And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. Also just wanted to give a Giselle Tom Brady update. So she was interviewed for Elle by Chantal Fernandez and they talked, you know, about Tom initially retiring and then coming out of retirement. And they were talking about how a lot of the time she's depicted by the media as desperate for him to call it quits. And Chantal writes, I tell her the characterization seems sexist to me and she agrees. Quote, I think this is the system we've been living in. That's what society has accepted and what society hasn't accepted. Ultimately, she wants him to be happy and she knows better than anyone how much he loves the sport. Quote, obviously I have my concerns. It's a very violent sport and I have my children and I would like him to be more present. I have definitely had those conversations with him over and over again, but ultimately I feel that everybody has to make a decision that works for them. He needs to follow his joy too. And then it says, what is clear from our conversation, however, is that Boonchen is making her own plans for the future, content with her chapter away from the spotlight. Quote, I've done my part, which is to be there for Tom. I moved to Boston and I focus on creating a cocoon and a loving environment for my children to grow up in and to be there supporting him in his dreams. Seeing my children succeed and become the beautiful little humans that they are, seeing him succeed and being fulfilled in his career, it makes me happy. At this point in my life, I feel like I've done a good job on that. Looking forward, Boonchen is going to have to make more space for her dreams too. Quote, I have a huge list of things that I have to do that I want to do. She says, at 42, I feel more connected with my purpose. That, I'll tell you, I never expected that she was really going to speak on it. Like, I didn't think that we were going to get, quote, tea. But to me, the way that she spoke about it is very telling. And I really do believe those reports that they're living apart currently. Like, I, I think, again, I'm not saying this ends in divorce. I don't think it does. And I hope that it doesn't for both of their sakes. But it really, to me, like intensified the rumors. Oh, I think so, too. To me, I I agree. I think they are definitely living apart. I was surprised that she spoke on it, but I understand why she did. I also think that idea of her being desperate for him to retire as if it's a negative thing is like so crazy. Like imagine being vilified for like wanting your husband to be safe and also at home with you, like as the person that you married. Yeah, it's like such a strange twist on the whole thing. When you actually look at, at what she's describing as something that she would desire, it's very, very off. Football is an incredibly dangerous sport. And as you get older and you have more responsibilities and you have kids and you have other people that depend on you, I don't think it's the craziest thing that when you get to a certain age, your family members would feel this desire for you to kind of hang things up, especially if you've already announced your retirement, to then go back on it and have to put your wife and your kids through another season of worry of injury and another season of, you know, being apart from you when you said that you weren't going to be like, yeah, I understand why he did it. He has an entire fan base that also, you know, depends on him. And he is considered one of the greatest of all time. And there's a lot of pressure on him. And it's the thing that he loves and all of those things I understand. But on the reverse of it, like you said you were going to retire. <laughs> I, I completely agree. I don't think that it's some some terrible thing. And the idea that she's this nagging wife, I think, is a completely unfair and almost baseless characterization as if she didn't really devote her life for the past however many years when he was on the Pats. Right. Want to do the Kardashian recap? Yeah. Quickly, though, I feel like we should acknowledge Blake Lively being pregnant because that is so exciting. 
Yeah, that shocked me. I really thought for no reason that they were done at three. I don't know why I had that in my mind. So I was really surprised to hear that, but so happy for them. I think I thought her kids were older than they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, by the way, though, I don't have much to say about this pregnancy other than it being so exciting. But I will say that in our initial conversation about men cheating in Hollywood, we brought up Ryan Reynolds as like the antithesis of that. Like he would be the most shocking person for us to find that out about. And we really, really, really were like, I could never see that being the case. I'm going to tell you right now, I'd be floored. I know some people are listening to this saying like, what are you talking about? I personally let the record show, God forbid that ever happened. I would be floored. That one would rock me. That would one would that one would rock my sense of reality. Actually, I'll go as far as to say, no one's floored by Adam Levine. You may be floored by the way that it went down because it was really, really ballsy. But no one's like, holy shit, no. Let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our furry companions. Life is full of unexpected twists, just like the ones we love to uncover about our favorite celebs. But sometimes those twists involve our four-legged friends. Imagine navigating the unpredictable world of pet parenthood, where every day is a new adventure. Our partner, Spot Pet Insurance, wants to share a message to help make sure you're prepared for any unexpected curveballs, whether it's a sudden illness or an unplanned trip to the vet. Spot Pet Insurance can be your secret weapon against the unexpected. With Spot, you can get up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, helping you with those surprising expenses that seem to pop up when you least expect them. But wait, there's more. Spot Pet Insurance plans go beyond just offering coverage for accidents and illnesses. You can enhance your plan with their preventive care benefit, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can be covered too. Head over to spotpet.com today to get a quote instantly. Trust us, it's the easiest thing you'll do to help secure the well-being of your dog or cat. Visit www.spotpet.com today. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com slash sample hyphen policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, whiter looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists, and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop, and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes, plus it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb. So whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out lumifyeyes.com to learn more. Well, first thing I want to mention that just broke today is Kim reportedly purchased a $70 million mansion in Malibu that was actually apparently Cindy Crawford's former estate, 7,000 square feet, four bedrooms, six bathrooms spanning across three acres, which I'm sure she'll redo the entire thing. It feels like she was buying it more for the land, but whew. You know what the best part about a Kardashian buying a new home is? The content. The content, but also... Typically, not always, but typically we'll get an ARC Digest tour. Yeah, you know damn well we will get an ARC Digest tour. That's about to be the beigest house in all of Malibu. 
I know. I hope it's not though. You know, like the way that she talks so much about this minimalistic aesthetic in her home and it being so calming. I hope that when she's at the beach, she can feel calm enough that she doesn't need her home to like, you know, mimic just nothing. Yeah, but I think that's just her style. Like, again, her office is like that too. I think it will be done in a specific way. And I think that it will be done to be different than her home and her office, because I do think that her home and her office have the exact same look to them. And I think that she'll probably want to lean into the fact that this is a Malibu house, but I don't think that she's going to stray away from that minimalistic design style. I just think it will be done in a very artful and very different sort of way. Yeah, I would agree with that. Wait, we have to talk about this lawsuit. So I can't even tell you how many times on this podcast we have said you were talking to the two people who <laughs> love the Kardashians and respect Kim specifically the most. And we, for the life of us, cannot understand why they continue to do these luxury giveaways, posing with all these shopping bags. Of course, we understand that Scott is related to it. And that kind of makes more sense because they're kind of doing him a favor. But still, it's the kind of thing where I think Chris would just say, Scott, I'm sorry, you can't be involved in this. It's a, it's a terrible look for all of us. However, they've continued to do it. And last week, it comes out that apparently Kim and Scott are being sued for this. So, quote, according to the class action lawsuit obtained by TMZ, Kim and Scott created a lottery where the winner would get $100,000 and two first class tickets to LA. But wait, there's more. The winner would also get a three night stay in Beverly Hills and they could, quote, shop like Kim Kardashian. The lawsuit claims the 2020 lottery was a sham. The real purpose of the so-called lottery was for the celebrities to work with an Australian company, Curated, which is also being sued to sell personal information to advertisers. The suit claims winners were announced, but the, quote, winners' Instagram accounts were quickly made private, and the plaintiffs are doubtful that everything's on the up and up. Sources directly connected to Curated tell TMZ every winner is legitimate, have been awarded their prizes, and the company has appropriate paperwork to prove that. Interesting. Not surprising. Yeah. I mean, this was just a matter of time. And I really hope this is the end of this for everyone's sake, for their sake, because I just think it makes them look so bad, and I hate when they do things purposely that make them look bad. And then for everyone who's entering to win and then is left disappointed. Although apparently there are a few winners. I just, I think there are other ways to make people happy than this really convoluted giveaway. And I stand by that. I think the giveaway is bizarre. And I definitely don't think it's the most legitimate business practice, but I can't imagine that Chris would allow Kim to partake in something with this much risk. And I also can't imagine Kim who has really taken on uh, her law school and lawyer persona by doing her own contracts would allow herself to fall into this. So I guess that's where my question on the disconnect is. I'm not surprised that this thing isn't legitimate if that does end up being the case, because it just seems so bizarre to me. And I obviously can't say that I'm surprised about Scott being a part of it, but I, I'm shocked about Kim and I'm shocked about Chris letting them all kind of do it at one time or another. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Listen, nothing has been proven yet. So technically it could come out that this whole thing was legitimate. I think at the very, very least, the way that it went down maybe wasn't the most kosher, even if technically legal. How's that? I would agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. Also, just quickly want to talk about Kim on Corden. I know last week we were talking about Kylie and Chris on Corden, but she was on there, let's say for an eight or so minute segment. And he asks her about being currently single. And she's like, listen, I am happy not dating at the moment. However, when I do, 
I think I got to start looking in different places because clearly something isn't working with the way that I'm doing it. She's like, so maybe my next boyfriend is going to be a lawyer or a scientist or something of that sort. And when I tell you that was music to my ears, because that's what we've been saying, like we've been screaming into the abyss, quote, the male Amal Clooney for as long as I can remember. And so for her to acknowledge that felt really uh, satisfying. I'm going to get the male Amal Clooney literally tattooed somewhere on my body. We've said it so many times. Honestly, that's what Pete should have gotten. Wait, by the way, Anne, like, why do we keep wishing the male Amal Clooney on other people? Like, where is our male Amal Clooney? <laughs> because I think for us, we think about it so much in terms of like, what could actually be sustainable for Kim? Whereas these other phases she went through, I feel like we're at a phase in our life where like, yeah, we could go through a little phase, no? <laughs> we could definitely go through a little phase. <laughs> Kim, I hate to break it to you. We're also at the phase in our life where like, we could also be done with little phases <laughs> and really find ourselves a male Amal Clooney. I'm down, just like let it be known, I'm down to be done with the phases, as you know very well. When uh, James Corden said, yeah, Kim, we may just see a paparazzi shot of you at NASA and we'll know she's there with her new boyfriend. Like that feels fitting to me. Like almost, I actually could see Kim walking out of the NASA headquarters, wherever that is, almost wearing Yeezy sunglasses and like, with her next boyfriend. Like to me, that's a visual I can imagine. That's a visual I hope for. Don't you think the Yeezy sunglasses would are very NASA vibes? <laughs> yeah, they're very NASA. I believe that Yeezy will probably get into astronaut uniforms soon. <laughs> uniforms, what are they called? <laughs> yeah, I think uniforms. Uh, uh, yeah. Spacesuits. Spacesuits space was the word we were looking for. <laughs> I, w I was willing to put my life on the line for uniforms. I was like, yeah, uniforms. <laughs> so maybe we let Kim have someone from NASA and we check out Cedar sinai and see what we can pull off there. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, I think that is all for the moment. Is there anything else that you'd like to mention? I don't know. We really went on a roller coaster ride this episode, but I think that might be it. Well, what an episode. We love you guys. And do not forget that in... By the time this comes out, two days time, we will have season two, episode one of The Kardashians. And we do not have the screener, so we'll be watching it when it airs at midnight and 7 a.m. Thursday morning. We will wake up, record that episode, get it up by end of day Thursday. Bravo will go up on Friday. And we are so lucky to do this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us do this. Thank you.